All right, so Jacob here is a really good storyteller, and right. he is very knowledgeable. So he is going to um, he's going to tell us how Toledo University became the Toledo Rackets. So with me being the expert I am, the biggest thing you kind of have to know is that whatever you thought it was, completely wrong. <laughs> I, have, I have the truth. So back in 1920, right? And this, this works really well because I just had a friend that committed to Kent State. So Kent State is super known for their science department, right? Big thing they really focused on back in the 1900s was rocket science, right? <laughs> and they were like, you know, out of the the like the MAC conference in that area, oh, they yeah. were like, we've got to be the first college to, you know, launch a rocket. And their their main goal was space, right? We want to get to space. And so their first test run, they had it lined up. They had all the coordinates ready to go. And they were looking up, and they were like, all right, this is the one. And then they had all the tests. They were all ready to go, and they launched it. And then there was a rookie on the job, all right? Oh. He was supposed to keep the navigation, like, the steering just focused. And all of a sudden, something failed, and it just was just going down. And they were like, we don't know what to do, because it was already too high in the air. And so as it's going down, it lands, just crashes right to where the University of Toledo is right now. Right. And so right. the first people to discover it were the local Toledoans that were there that were just discovering this local city. And then they were like, you know, how did this rocket come to be and whatnot? And they were like, this has to be a sign. And like they looked up to the heavens and they're like, all right, go ahead. And so they said, all right, we're going to leave this here. We got to figure out what's the deal. And we'll just come back. So then the next week went by, and they claim, and trust me, I know what I'm talking about. They claim that God came down and called them and said, a college needs to be built here. And so they got to work right away. Like, no no break. And they just built this college. And they were like, at that point, they were like, all right, well, we're in Toledo, so we might as well call it Toledo. And they were like, but what do we name it? And then the dude was like, a rocket? And they were like, oh, my God. oh. Wow. So in 1920. I never knew that story. That was beautiful. Amazing. Well, that's right. interesting. I do. Let's roll the intro. The more you know. <laughs> Welcome to Quarantine. My name is Lauren. I'm Athena. And I'm Father David Kidd. And joining us is a senior from Central Catholic High School, Jacob Peters, a three-time district champion in soccer, mm -hmm. who just committed to Lord's University to play soccer there. That's right. Congratulations. And is also one of our um, co-directors, mm -hmm. co-presidents, really, um, for our prayer group at Central Catholic under our spiritual commission. Yeah. So it's great to be, and thank yeah, you for being thank here you for with having us. Me. This awesome. Well, awesome. Hey, well, I got some sweet ads to share with you. Advertisements, that is. And one of them that I like to share with you is really good. And it's called the Awaken app. If you haven't gotten this on your phone, you need to do it. I've gotten it already, and it's pretty sweet. So it's called the awakenapp.io. That's where you can get it. Not on your normal um, app purchase spot, but through the awakenapp.io. And our next ad that I want to share with you, which is really cool, is called the Awaken Nation. Media and events bringing people to truth through beauty. AwakenCatholic.org forward slash donate. Great, great way to support what we're doing here. And one more thing is called Hello, which is a Catholic meditation app to help you find peace and grow in your spiritual journey. And you can find that at Hello.app forward slash Awaken. 
How was that? That was beautiful. That was it great. Was, yeah. You can't make that up. I mean, okay. <laughs> what, what are we you talking could. about I guess today? You could. I have the skill I do, but we'll All get right. there. So today we are talking about faith over fear. Um, and I think this is something that we see a lot of times in like on T-shirts, stickers, um, just apparel in general. Like we just see faith over fear. You know, the line goes like faith over mm-hmm. fear. Um, Where but, do you shop at? But, no, I see it on Catholic <laughs> stores. You don't Catholic stores Apparently, you Father know. does not go into Catholic yeah. stores. I'm a little concerned. That's where I, I get my clerics is from the Catholic stores. <laughs> I don't know. Check the stickers. All right, um, I'll check the stickers. But so I think after seeing it all the time, we, we kind of want to dive into it a little more and talk about like the deeper meaning behind what that actually means. Mm. Yeah, I think it's really easy. Um, and people will say this all the time, like, have faith, have faith. Like the Lord will provide, have faith, but it's really hard to actually put that into play. Cause a lot of the time you're like, how, how do I do that? Mm-hmm. Like, I would love to do that. How do I do it? And in reality right now, like anxieties and fears are at like an all time high for everybody, no matter the age. Um, and I think it's even harder now to be like, no, just believe and like have faith mm-hmm. in the Lord. And you know, here you're sitting there and you're like, what? I'm like, you know, shaking with anxiety. I don't know how to like function. And you're telling me just to believe. And I think that's really hard. Things just can consume you so quickly. And, um, I think like a lot of other things in our life, like faith can just get put to the back burner. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like the first thing that seems to go a lot of the times. Um, and the back burner, the back back burner often goes out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You forget about the things back there. (laughs) I always leave mine on. That's the problem. See what's nice is I don't things. have to deal with that. <laughs> That's true. Not, yet. not yet. You will. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, oh I, I just think that it's very easy with so many things coming at you, um, with so many just difficulties and um, so many things that you just aren't sure about in the world right now. Like those just consume you right off the bat. And it's really hard to, you know, re kickstart your faith sometimes. Well, and I think, um, I think it's hard for us and we forget that like we are allowed to question the Lord. In fact, he kind of encourages Mm -hmm. us to question him, right? Mm -hmm. Because he wants us to find out what it is he has planned for us. So when we just are doing things blindly and we're going through the motions and we're like, yes, okay, the Lord must be telling me to do this. I'm just going to do it. And we're not questioning anything. We're not growing our in our relationship with him. Um, And it's become almost just like the motions and like this is what you're called to do. Um, And one of my favorite stories is that story of Gideon and how like he, mm. he a hundred percent, the Lord like calls him out and he is not, it's not the story of like Gideon's like, I'm going to rise and I'm going to be this awesome leader. He like hides from the Lord. Okay. Mm. Like legit hides. And then when the Lord's like, no, for real, it's me. And Gideon like knows in his heart, this has to be God. He still doesn't believe like he's still oh. not like this is OK. I'm going to do this now. He, in fact, tests the Lord and he's like, here's two different things I need you to do to prove to me that you're actually God. Right. And never once is the Lord like, OK, nope, I'll find someone else. This is too much. Like he he proves and proves and proves. And then like even so, Gideon keeps going through and everything that the Lord is asking him, he's like, I don't know. I don't know. Right. Like he gets all this, this huge army and he's ready to go into battle. And the Lord's like, yeah, we're going to take like a third of that. And you're just going to take just, just these people. Yeah. And like Gideon's still not ready. He asked Gideon to destroy um, an altar for a false God. Gideon's super afraid, even though he knows the Lord is calling him to do this. So he does it at night when nobody can see. Like, so I think for us, we tend to think that, um, I don't know if we question the Lord, he's going to give up on us or like we, 
we don't question it and we let fear kind of take over because we're not good enough, right? Like that's our biggest thing is we're never good enough. But if we look at these stories in the Bible and our, in our, um, saints lives, none of them were good enough. None of them. Mm. I mean, Gideon, like the first time the Lord talks to him and he knows a hundred percent it's the Lord. He is hiding in a wine press. Like he's like, please do not call me out. <laughs> not like, here. Please. Not here. Yeah. Gideon and, like, here? Even, no. even when he's ready to go to battle and he's like, he's like, okay. And the Lord's like, yep, I can tell in your heart, you're still not ready. Why don't you go down and listen to what they have to say? And he, he has to hear the other army basically say like, Hey, I know Gideon's going to, going to triumph. And then he's like a hundred percent in. And I think we, we tend instead of being like Gideon and testing the Lord and saying like, okay, all right, if this is what I'm supposed to do, prove it to me or being open, like, Hey, I, I'm, I'm afraid we shut down and yeah, we go yeah. through the motions, but we don't want to sit there and actually have those hard conversations with yeah. God. Yeah. Do you and, think like Gideon was, you know, if he was texting with God, he just ghost God. <laughs> you just go and be like, no. I feel like I feel like, he'd be he like would. who do you say that I am? And he'd be like, Probably. but in the beginning, I feel like Nothing. he would. <laughs> Nothing. It's like because three like, hours later. Hello, you still there? Nothing. But like in the beginning, I I really think so. Like that's like the modern day version of hiding in a wine press. Uh, I would mm-hmm. think. I don't know. Sort of. Yeah. I don't really know what a wine press is, but <laughs> another press thing. Is wine. <laughs> <laughs> another thing that you said that we sometimes may think that God is giving up on us. Um, a story that I think of. Um, when I think about faith over fear is Jesus walking on water. And so he's walking on water, right? Just casually. And I've heard about this. <laughs> and, and he calls Peter to follow him. Yeah. And Peter's, you know, he's going his way on the water and then he starts to sink. And he is calling out. He's like, Lord, Lord, help me. Right. Um, and like he was thinking in that moment that God was giving up on him. Like he wasn't yeah. saving him. And in that mm-hmm. moment, that's when fear overcame his faith. Um, and I also like, as it keeps going, um, I love when it says in the Bible and it says it so many times too, Oh, you of little faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that that hits so hard, honestly, Oh yeah. when you think of that, cause I'm like, man, the amount of times that I can think in my life day to day, honestly, when I can just like hear God saying, or like, he would have said that to me, like, mm-hmm. Oh, you have little faith. Um, yeah. And how much fear dominates too, right? Like I think it's like you were saying too with um, Peter and of course trying to get onto the water and um, immediately the winds pick up and he's like, uh, I don't know about this. Yeah. And it's like, she's like, why'd you stop? What are you doing? Yeah. I, you know, and it reminds me too of Jacob. I don't know if you wanted to share a little bit about kind of your own challenges of fears and mm-hmm. thinking about college yeah. a little bit and then how, you know, still that, that constancy mm-hmm. of, of your faith kind of right. guiding you. Through that decision. So, yeah, so definitely from a high school aspect, um, fear is just a big thing in our lives. Um, and I think, you know, it comes with the stress of school that we have, um, our athletics. And I mean, honestly, a big thing comes down is like popularity and how you feel about mm-hmm. or how others feel about you. Um, and I just think stuff like that takes over your lives. And then as a senior, uh, a big thing that I've been stressed about is college. Um, like you said, uh, coming to Lords was a huge decision for me. Um, you know, a lot of colleges were looking at me and like, I was torn between two. Um, and then in the end, I was more of like, where will I feel at home and where will I feel I'll grow the most in my faith. And, um, like you said, going to Lords, it's, you know, such a blessing to go there. Um, you know, they're super strong in the faith there. And I just, I almost felt so home when I was there visiting. Um, and it's just the big thing with the college is like, you worry about 
how you're going to be when you go there. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, becoming a freshman again, it's like, you know, that fear is in your mind. I'm a typical freshman. Um, And I think through the whole process, um, you just, it's that simple phrase of let go and let God. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, you know, when I was at Lourdes and visiting there, um, you know, anyone that you crossed by, it was, you could tell like who was a student athlete, who was there going to class, you know, they're all greeting you with a smile on their face. And it's like, you soon realize like the fear is all in your head. And when you're there, it's like, you know, everyone's sitting there and they're just giving you so much love that you just, you feel so at home. Like I walked away from my visit going to Lord saying like, this is home. And I think the big thing is just letting go and understanding like there's no greater plan than God's. And when you start to put like your judgment in front of his, that's when it becomes a big problem. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. Is there something specific like in your faith that you've been able to like put into practice? Because I know you say let go and let God, but like mm-hmm. how does that look in your life? Uh, there's so many aspects of it. Um, I feel it's also kind of standing up for what I truly believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's so much, not only in my life, but just in this world of so many sided opinions and like where people stand and whatnot. And like the biggest thing I like to emphasize is how our society is today. And I feel like there's so many aspects to where society is telling you to do this. And Mm -hmm. it's mostly not the right way to go. Yeah. And, you know, you kind of have to put that fear aside and be like, okay, if I go the way that I know God wants us to, like, how are others going to see me? And it's like, I would almost rather lose those friendships and relationships that I had than break that relationship down with God. And it's just, that's something so huge for me. And I think good, and I've seen you do this before, you know, is one of the things where people often, often will ask uh, for our prayers. People mm-hmm. ask, hey, will you pray for me? Yeah. And kind of to push back against sometimes that fear, mm-hmm. like, okay, I'll pray for it later. Yeah. And like in that moment, mm-hmm. right, like we, we say, okay, let's, let's pray yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. And it's so disarming, but I think it removes uh, the fear and the hesitation of what is to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but right now we're going to put it in God's mm-hmm. hands. And that's a real trust. I think that's one yeah. of those things you know, we talk about with faith that we really need is is that trust and that trust builds up over time right it's never just like one moment um and i think um saint john henry newman um from england um talks about this scene talks about it in the sense of he calls it the illative sense meaning it's never just like one thing that oops i lost my mic here <laughs> never just one thing um but it's accumulation of things over time right that point us to our faith in god mm-hmm. Um, and that, and that really is sound evidence and it's not just evidence like facts and figures, but experiences where we've come to encounter God. And if we know that God has been with us now, why would he abandon us anytime in the future? Cause right. he's been faithful every moment leading us to. So and I think going off what you said about, um, like when people ask for prayers, uh, that was something I struggle with all the time. Um, prayer's always been something I've I've always struggled with of keeping that consistent and keeping it like present in my life. And like the first step I took was like when people are like, Hey, can you pray for me? You know, a lot of the times I was like, Yeah, sure, like I'll do it when I, you know, pray tonight and then it's like If you remember. Yeah, and then you don't even pray that <laughs> night and you're like Great. Yeah, yeah. Right. You're just closing your eyes, right. like falling asleep. But I think that moment of like yeah, let me start praying. And then I do the sign of the cross in front of them. And they're like, oh, mm. like, I, I should yeah. do it too. And yeah. it's just like, it's almost such a heartwarming feeling because it's like, you feel it. And it's like, when it's fresh in your mind and it's just, mm-hmm. it's a great feeling. And it's just something I encourage everyone to do. Yeah. yeah. 
was so that's good. awesome so that's really good. awesome because i know people that are adults that still feel really yeah. weird praying out loud mm-hmm. in person right. with people um but i think you know going back to the story of peter i think that's the perfect example of when we let our fears take over that is when we truly do feel like um we aren't good enough and we can't handle what god is giving us mm. but um not that it's easy but I think God always gives us exactly what we need. Right. Um, and sometimes it's like a huge struggle that sucks really, really hard. Yeah. But it's exactly what we need in that moment. And we don't see it. And then we tend to think that's God saying like, well, you're just going to do your thing over there. And like, I'm going to let you just kind of hang out and I'll come back to you later because I'm too busy. Um, when realistically, he's right there with you and he's just asking that you trust in his process, which uh, makes no sense to us most of the time. And we feel so alone. But like he realistically, he is literally sitting with us, holding our hand, just like mm-hmm. begging us just mm-hmm. to trust. Yeah. And I think Peter's example is a great is a great one. Just that like the moment that we start to doubt and we let like our insecurities and just our human nature to take over. Um, that is when a hundred percent, I can promise you that you will not succeed in whatever you're doing because you no longer are trusting in what the Lord wants for you. Um, and you are dwelling on the insecurities that he created in you for a reason. Mm. Yeah. I find that often with, cause I'll get nervous about like, whether it's a homily or you're getting, you maybe you're preparing for a parish event or a school event and I'll get nervous. Who would have thought get nervous. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but one of the great <laughs> gifts of that is like, it causes me to get really prepared yeah. right and so you know whether it's just checking to make sure the schedule is all set or you know following up with people but that that little insecurity that fear allowed me then actually to succeed and do even better mm-hmm. right um, which is a little gift there i think from god and the faith too right like faith is a gift from god but it's also our response to what god has given us um and so faith hopefully is is strengthened um and we, we, I think we see that on a daily basis with people that God has put in our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it could be our parents, it could be our coaches, it could be our teachers, um, could be that friend that just says, "Hey, what were you thinking?" <laughs> and and that is exactly what you needed to hear in that moment, even though right. you didn't want to hear that in that moment. Um, and that too is a gift. Um, and I think that should, I think, reinforce in us that God is present. I had yeah. a number of conversations with people where you know you're talking and and they'll be like, "I just don't know if God's even." there like if even cares and, and i'm just like uh you're like talking to a priest right now like right. I, you mean like you don't think god's president or here or cares and i'm just like i'm right here with you right and so is he you know yeah. that's awesome yeah. that's awesome and i think i think you know jacob you that was like the the praying is so important mm-hmm. and we've talked about this before when um we just don't feel it and you're going through the motions sometimes that is beneficial because i know like for me last week i had a cold all week i was not ready for life teen on sunday i had done all the motions i wrote my talk i didn't love it i was ready to go and i sat in mass and i was like i should really pray about this and literally the entire mass the holy spirit was telling me not to read what i wrote on that paper and it wasn't really telling me anything else and i was like (laughs) okay and so like when all the teens are eating dinner i go downstairs and i'm getting ready and i'm like all right lord like for real you got to take control then because apparently what I did is not what they're supposed to hear tonight. <laughs> um, and it like it was beautiful. The mm. things that I, I couldn't tell you what I said, but there were things that just kind of fell out of my mouth. And I was like, wow, that was way better than what I wrote on that paper. Right. Yeah. Um, and part of that is that kind of insecurity and that fear. Like I was like, oh, I'm not ready for this. And I wasn't asking God to change what I wrote. I was not prepared for that. But it was yeah. it was asking God to be with me because I didn't feel like I was ready. I was still 
you know, sniffly and trying to breathe mm-hmm. through a mask that way and not get too close to teens um, and spread my cold germs. So like for me, <laughs> that was my prayer is just like, all right, Lord, just be present with me. And he completely flipped it. Um, and me having that faith where I was like, all right, apparently what you have to say is better. I didn't even like what I wrote that much. So like, let's go with it. And it was beautiful. And I think it a hundred percent, the night would not have gone how it went if I wasn't open to the Lord taking mm-hmm. control. Well said, yeah. well said. And, you know, that kind of wraps us up today. And just again, wanted to share with you a few of our sponsors and great ways that uh, we can continue to support the good work we're doing here. Um, One of those is the Awaken app, which you can find at theawakenapp.io, which has got awesome video, audio, podcasts, talks, music, prayer, community, and all of these awesome people. We also have another one of these cool sponsors that we'd like to tell you about, and that's Awaken Nation. Um, Great way really to um, bring um, two people the truth of God through beauty, um, which you can find at awakencatholic.org forward slash donate. Great way to support the work we're doing here by donating to that. Um, and then lastly, we got the Hollow app, hollow.app forward slash awaken. Great way to continue to really persevere in your faith and practice your faith. Um, not just preach it, but live it out. I like that little hollow thing. Can you do it one more time? Hello. That's Father's there favorite part of this, just so you guys know. <laughs> well, thank you, Jacob, for being here yeah, with us. Thank, thank you, you guys so much. So much. Yeah. It's been awesome. Good having you. Yeah. Don't forget, faith over fear. Laters. This show and all media on Awakened Catholic is made possible by the Awakened Nation and the Hollow app. The Awakened Nation is a community of people like you who support all things Awaken for as cheap as a cup of coffee a week and get access to exclusive content. Learn more by visiting awakencatholic.org slash donate. Hollow is the only audio-guided Catholic prayer app focused on contemplative prayer and traditional Catholic meditation such as Lexio Divina, Daily Examine, and the Rosary. We here at Awaken all use Hollow every day and love it. To learn more or give it a try, visit hollow.app slash awaken.